Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of For Light and Life. I'm your host, Lucy, and today is going to be a really funny time. You see, by the time you hear these episodes, they sound really put together and like I know what I'm talking about for the most part, and you really don't hear many mistakes if I can help it. But the thing is, you don't hear all the chaos that happens during recording that gets edited out. But I think it's important to show that everyone makes little mess-ups, and I don't want to be one of those people who pretends to be perfect or have a perfect life, and it's also just hilarious to see the nonsense I was doing behind the scenes. So, I have put together the funniest bloopers from my past 20 episodes for 8 minutes of entertainment. Believe me, this could easily be over 30 minutes of bloopers if I included every single time I messed up, but I have carefully selected only the funniest and most chaotic bloopers here. You're going to see a whole new side of me, and hopefully laugh a lot at my expense. Just a couple things before we get started. First, this episode was pre-recorded a week early, so if you sent in a voicemail or replied to a Q&A, I unfortunately will not be able to respond to it in this episode, but I'll make sure to get it in next time. Also, this is the penultimate episode before we begin releasing our fanfic book. We've only got one more quote-unquote normal episode before chapter one comes out. Addie and I are so excited. Jeremiah has said that the VCU film will drop on YouTube around August 26th or 27th, the weekend after EmpireCon, so you should have a week to catch up on that before we get into the novel. So, without further ado, let's transition straight into our chaotic blooper reel. No, not a clone voice. I don't like- Did I have to do this today? <sighs> There's damage to the starboard engine. The shot came from out of nowhere. What is going on? Did I turn Scottish or did I turn- What? 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 The shot came from out of nowhere. Nowhere. The shot came from out of nowhere. <laughs> so we're gonna go into our KOA accent. Gonna, I don't even know how to say it. How would Addie say it? It's okay. <sighs> oh no, why did I do this to myself? You, you, you'll find a home. A home, home? <laughs> oh man. I'm not prepared to do Zeb's voice. Oh no, oh no. Almost prefer the Obi-Wan voice to this. At least I could have been like, oh, Anakin. Hello. Nice day we're having, right? Even a, just a clone who'd be like, I could. Uh. Yes, sir. Oh no, not record now. Blows up. Blows up. Blows up. Blows up. Oh my gosh, I hate all of these. <laughs> We're gonna take this slow and steady. Anakin. <laughs> That's so fun to do, though. Oh no, it's gonna be fine. We're just gonna talk about Obi-Wan and everything is gonna be fine. Obi-Wan's great, right? Yeah. Oh no. He only knew that Anakin was struggling with Shmi's with Shmi with Shmi. That's a really bad word combination there. Oh, that's really sad actually. Both my job of that and the line. So why am I sounding more and more like a youngling and less and less like Anakin? I don't like sand. It's rough, it's coarse, it's irritating. 
Gets everywhere. Oh my gosh, if we're ever having a bloopers episode, this is going in. Why is he like so up here? He's not that much of a teenager. I'm sorry, master. Master, I'm sorry. Sorry, master. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Black Griffin, help me. I don't actually know what song goes. That's really bad. But I never have to question when or how much I should talk. I don't like that because I got all quiet because I got scared of the person who's coming into the room. And I think they're still there and that makes me unhappy. But that's fine. I don't know what I'm doing with my life, but you know what? We're gonna try. Okay. Is this going in bloopers? Probably. No, I should have done that with more breath. Darn it. <laughs> Practicing breath support here. You know what? What all those work? <laughs> I can't be bothered at this point to do anything more than the bare minimum, so we're just going back down here again. Okay, we're really hoping that that didn't like blast everybody's eardrums, so it's gonna be fine, right? Right? Yeah, it's fine. Great, so we know we have to practice our Nakai voice. It's gonna be really funny. From a standard form of about 20 moisture evaporate. It <laughs> got up really weird. I specifically told you not to call me that on air! No, we need to stop making you so bratty. It's fine. Sometimes they haven't- Okay. Oh my gosh. Can I not speak today? She uses her grief to help other people and emphasize with them. Empathize. It's not emphasize. That's not the word. Which fuels her to disobey Director Howard. It's not Director Howard. It's Hayward. <laughs> okay, we need to figure out Lucy's voice and Nakai's voice here. Okay, so Lucy's voice is gonna be really high, and it's gonna be kind of odd, and it's gonna be a little bit not in good English. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> what am I doing with my life? Okay, and Dekai's is gonna be still kind of high, but a little lower, and it's gonna be because he doesn't have a changed voice yet, and also he's eleven, so he shouldn't be talking in baby talk. So it should be like, kind, it should be kind of a little bit nasally, like the one that I use for other youngish characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. We're gonna do this slower, actually. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone. That was way too loud. I can't even tell. And ultimately, I've got a cozy, loyal group of people who constantly listen to every episode. That's not right. They don't constantly listen. That'd be funny. We're not gonna- we're just gonna cut that out. Lucy and editing, cut that part out, please. Dakai's line of sight ended at the far end of his plate. Far Should we just start this over? <laughs> okay, so we need to figure out. So Quinn's voice. She's got, um, she's very cunning. So we have to sort of edge like a slow, a very, like a slow, cautious. Okay, now. I've got a plan. I know some things that you don't know. It's all great, guys. <laughs> what am I doing? Is this ever going in bloopers? I don't know. Ooh. No, why am I doing that? I don't know. What am I doing? Why am I- My throat is always so mean to me. The vault sensor accepted her mother's quest. <laughs> wow, we're so good at this. Okay. Breathe, Lucy, breathe. Okay, we are rolling for part two of episode 38. Let's go. Okay, we need to figure out Mason's voice. Okay, Mason's voice is very low. It's the lowest possible voice. 
So we're almost going into Kylo Ren here. We need to lean away from Kylo Ren because he's not the mood right now. We're trying to be a different character. Okay, not Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren is like up here, so therefore Mason has to be back here. And he has to be more like a... Darn it, they sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. I really hope that was as entertaining for you as it was for me. I love looking back and reflecting on past work, but it's even better when my past work is filled with so many ridiculous moments. I also noticed that in the earlier episode's raw audio, I didn't make as many funny bloopers. I certainly made mistakes, but I didn't turn them into this dramatic big deal that I do more often now. I didn't talk to myself as much while recording in the beginning, and I think this shows how I have learned to let myself have more fun with recording and script writing and even editing. Instead of being so focused on saying the exact information I need to say at the right time, I've become focused on the way I present the information and how I can replicate the feeling of having a conversation with someone instead of just talking at someone. That's all I've got for you for our main discussion here. And at the time of this pre-recording, we don't have any voicemails, so let's just transition to our Drabble. If you are unfamiliar with this term, a Drabble is a short story exactly 100 words long, and I read one I wrote every episode. This week, since I have finally finished Season 3 of The Mandalorian, I've written a Drabble about it, so there will be spoilers in this for the Season 3 finale. I have so much to say about this, but I'll wait until afterward. In the meantime, here is a Drabble called Forged. Ever the realist, Bo-Katan had never truly believed Mandalore could be pulled out of the wreckage of the Purge, though she had craved it, both as refuge and reconciliation for her mistake that had cost them the planet. As the flame contorted on the tip of her torch, Bo-Katan could feel Mandalore's pulse just beneath her fingertips. The fire brushed the forge's wick. In the sweltering masterpiece that erupted, in the crowd's resounding cries of unity, Mandalore took its first heaving, greedy breath of life. The words rose in her chest. Saki Ram now trusting Kad, Vodayan. Hands down, my favorite Drabble, dare I say, the best Drabble I have ever written. Let's unpack it. One of the main and hardest features of Drabble is to contain a full plot in a hundred words. I don't always succeed at this. Sometimes it's less of a plot and more of a single moment being captured. But this time, I basically did. We begin with the exposition, setting up that we are discussing Bo-Katan Kryze and Mandalore during the events of the Season 3 Mando finale. Technically, we don't have a written inciting incident that jumpstarts this plot because of the limited time frame, but if I had written it, it would be the moment the last Imperial is kicked off the planet in that huge explosion. Because as soon as that action takes place, there's no going back to life before that. They must move forward without the Empire and relight the forge. We get some rising action as Bo-Katan carries the torch, a huge climax when everything she has fought for could be gained from the deed of putting the torch to the forge. We get falling action as the forge catches fire and everyone's cheering for Mandalore! And finally, we have resolution during the last line, which is written in Mandoa and is a line from an old Mandalorian war chant, Vodayan, 
and translates to Forged Like the Saber in the Fires of Death, Brothers All. This is a real song. Look it up. It provides the closure we need, which is really the hardest part of writing any story. The words of that lyric are so appropriate for this story. Their community and planet and new unity have been forged by the fire of the forge, the fire of the battle against the Imperials, the fires on the surface from the purge, and the metaphorical fire of all the struggles Mandalorians have faced in keeping their culture alive since then. And now that they have liberated their planet together, they are all brothers, which we are using as a gender-neutral term here, because really, Vore can be translated into brothers, sisters, siblings, or even friends. Plus, the word forge in this lyric matches exactly with the context of the story. It's too perfect. I love the personification in this drabble. I gave the inanimate planet of Mandalore the human characteristics of having a heartbeat, breathing, and generally living. I love the metaphor at the beginning of pulling the planet out of the wreckage of the purge, because you really get the imagery of someone trying to save it from this disaster. And of course, the descriptive language of the flames contorting, the sweltering masterpiece that erupted, the crowd's resounding cries of unity, really some of my best work. I also paid attention to having good sentence variety. Sometimes I start with the subject, sometimes with a predicate, sometimes a transition word. And in between the very descriptive and complex sentences describing the fire and Mandalore, I used the technique of writing the most simple sentence I could to describe the action of touching the torch to the forge, which gives an eye of the storm moment where the reader's attention is focused entirely on that one action, not on fancy words or complicated metaphors. That was a lot of complicated writer terms right there. I hope you could follow. But that is why this is arguably my technically best Drabble ever. If you have any thoughts about this episode, you want to contact me, or you just have a minute to help the show grow, here are some ways you can do so. You can send me an email through my fan email, which is for lightandlife.podcast at gmail.com. This is great if you have something you want to tell me, but for whatever reason, you can't send in a voicemail. That being said, you can absolutely send me a voicemail. I would love to hear from you. There's a link in the description for that. As long as it is family-friendly and you have not specifically asked me not to, then I will play it on the show. Please leave a rating and a review wherever you listen. This helps when people come over and find the podcast. Go ahead and follow the show if you like these sort of episodes. It comes out every Sunday. Finally, please share the show with your community so our community can grow. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I'm Lucy, and let's look for the light and life in our world together.